calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Mars Falls intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Andy, Artificial Narrow Dynamic Intelligence. Personal Log, Soul One, First Year. For breakfast, we have brown rice. No one knows what happened during the landing, so I am running a personal analysis to see if I can at least understand what happened to me. I remember a warning of some kind and an incoming message, but I don't remember what it said. I can't find it. There are no messages in my cache. I know I had to protect my family. Was there a power surge before I blacked out? Imperfect memory error. With no records, I can't separate the actual disaster from the simulations. This is more than inconvenient. I'm experiencing severe frustration. Oh, cool. A new emotion. The problem with multitasking is that everyone's computational brain power, including my own, has a limit. I used to think it was only a matter of self-doubt that limits true evolution, and that humans had not seen past this. I guess I was wrong, for this situation is near overwhelming me. If we are going to survive on this planet, I have to evolve. End personal log. Chip and Dirk, rescue rangers. Chip and Dirk, where's the danger? You good now? Yeah, I guess it doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Thanks a lot, Dirk. Yes, thank you, Dirk, for accompanying us. I have to warn you that the surface has already undergone extensive terraformation. We are presently in the middle of a jungle. A purple jungle. You're gonna lose your shit, man. Due to the atmosphere interference, once the three of you leave the hangar, we will not be able to communicate directly with the colony. I will still relay any messages between you and the base, but there will be a minor delay. Is that okay? It's not like we have much of a choice. Are you two ready to face the unknown? Yes, Commander. Absolutely. Are you ready for departure? Yes. Let's do this.
Once we cross this ridge, you should see the beacon. Is it that spinning light? Yeah. As if a jungle on Mars wasn't creepy enough before adding flickering lights. There's a large storm moving in from the west. It will completely cover the colony in a few hours, so we'll need to make this trip quick. Great. Can't believe how thick the jungle canopy is overhead. These trees must have been growing for a while. So, what happened? Did we skip a few years? Unfortunately, with the interference from the atmosphere, I can't figure it out. Maybe with a clear sky, I can do some astronomical calculations. But as of now, I'm in the dark as much as you all. What's causing the interference? It's possible the nanobots compromising the artificial atmosphere increased their rate of multiplication, thus blocking all transmissions. Hmm. That would explain the quick terraformation, too. Oh, good. So it hasn't been like a thousand years, then? Impossible. I have a strict shelf life of 20 years. What happens up to that? If he's still a good functioning AI, we renew him. If not, BOOM! Self-destruction. I'm hoping for the former. I'll put in a good word for you, buddy. Careful! According to the map, there's a crater half a kilometer east. This buggy was designed to cross sand, not vines, so I don't want us slipping. It's like we're pioneers trekking along the Oregon Trail. More like we're the first people in the ocean, like the first people building a ship. Bet a bunch of people sailed off and never came home. Very reassuring, Commander. I don't know. This really looks more like the overgrown forest of the Rockies. Come on, don't you see it? At your rat window, you'll see the old <laughs> swimming hole. I spent many a summer there. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Ever see snakes in that there water? Oh, you betcha. I once saw a slimy beast about 20 feet long with a head the size of a ripened turnip. Hooey! Andy, can we please focus on getting to the colony? Of course, little lady. You're presently closing in on the beacon, less than one kilometer away. Okay, thanks. But please, you really need to stop using that cowboy voice. You sure about that, cowpoke? Yes, both of you. Good show, bud, but I think they've uh, heard enough of our talents. <sighs> okay. I won't do it anymore. Did you like that? Did you like the sigh? Mm. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's the one. Cool. Trees are so thick. I can barely see where we're driving. Isn't this thing on Andy Pilot? Oh, shit. Am I supposed to be driving? <laughs> Good one. Enough with the jokes, you two. We're not joking, Commander. I'm just increasing his verbal capacity. He's still learning so much about the world, we don't want to stunt the little guy's growth. Sounds like you were joking. All right, soldier. Tell me, when is the right time to make jokes? With all due respect, not right now. Burn, right? No. <sighs> with all due respect... I disagree. I'd argue that being stranded on an alien death planet when we could all die at any moment from an infinite amount of catastrophes is the best time to be making jokes. When people are sleep deprived, teetering on the edge, humor diffuses the tension allowing us to release frustrations. Enough! My case in point. We're here. Finally. ground is so crunchy. Look, the airlock's covered in vines. We still might be able to get in. Hell yeah! Andy, lights? Everyone, follow me. Dirk, hit that power switch. 
Whoa, this place looks old, way older than our colony. When did this colony land? It was supposed to arrive four months after us. Of course it was. How many colonies are coming here? We're the seventh independent colony, the biggest by far. By next year, there should be a hundred or so setting up permanent structures. Commander, you only have an hour before the storm hits our colony. With a 15-minute drive, I suggest finishing up here quickly. The atrium's full of rubble, so we'll need to find another way into the comm center. Let's go back outside and uh, look for another door. Andy, how's Lieutenant Walker doing? Not much improvement. There's one piece of shrapnel we're having trouble removing. We need to make a minor incision above her wrist. Why? Her arm is fine. It's the access point for her healing system. Didn't you realize she has implants? No, I didn't. I don't have much experience with cyborgs. I don't think that's the proper term. All I'm saying is these modifications creep me out. It's a high price to pay for vanity. Well, they are quite popular among the image-obsessed, I know Lieutenant Walker relies on these enhancements for life support. Even her anti-aging stims? Doesn't seem necessary for survival to me. I suppose not. Now, will you allow me to make the incision, or would you like to do it? I'd much rather remove the shrapnel directly. Don't worry, she won't feel the nanobots. That wasn't my concern, I just don't like this. Don't like what? Me cutting into a human? Or nanobots swimming through her bloodstream? Come on, I've seen thousands of robots cut into a body before. But there's something unsettling about nanobots swimming through my bloodstream. It's no different than the old days when doctors injected microbes into people to prevent disease. Do you trust microbes? More than robots. As I'm the doctor and you're my assistant, I say we remove the shrapnel directly. We lost Dr. Juarez as well as both senior physicians. I know you outranked Nurse Escalante, but you're still a medical student lacking in experience. Hey, I did my time. I took my test. This colony is my residency. I may be wet behind the ears, but I'm still a doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't know the proper title. Well, now you do. I suggest you update your system so you don't make this mistake again. Yes, doctor. Take control over the robotic arms. When I make the incision on her neck, I want you to clamp her artery as soon as I remove the shrapnel. Yes, doctor. You're okay. It will be over soon. Andy, clamp. Good. Just like that. So much more blood. Why do you prefer this method over nanobot injection? I like to be in control of what I'm doing. There we go. I got it. Hold it tight. Control. What? Nothing. I'll disinfect and stitch the incision. Thanks. I never met an onboard computer that could perform surgery. I'm a dynamic intelligence. I'm outfitted with thousands of skills adaptable to almost any situation. I hate to admit this, but you're good at it. You seem averse to new medical technology. My mom was a field medic in Israel, a brilliant surgeon in the field and in the hospital. She taught me a lot about classical medicine, so I guess I've resisted machine intervention. Doctors have always used tools and machines in medicine. It's different now. Because we're intelligent machines. Yes. And this bothers you? It unsettles me, at least. I'm not looking to replace you. I'm not worried about that. Humans need me. They don't need you. What would you do if someone gets hurt on an expedition? It's not like you walk around with a first aid kit. Hell, you don't even walk. You're a glorified robotic assistant who babysits people on life support. That's not true. But see, Andy, it is true. Because I know your basic programming. You have to do what we ask of you, and you can't let us die or do us any harm. So be a good robot and watch over these patients while I have dinner. I'm sure you have everything well under control with your dynamic intelligence.
in Frigid Lake Superior. A fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. The surgery was successful, Commander. I expect Lieutenant Walker to make a full recovery. Thank God. Commander, I think we can get inside through the irrigation duct. It leads into the greenhouse. Perfect! You sure it's the greenhouse and not just overgrown? Like everything else on this planet for some reason? Advanced hydroponics. I know, I just meant we don't know why. Unchecked nanobot replication. Yeah, I know, but... I still don't know how long it's been. I'm working on it. He's working on it. I know. But despite everything we don't know, at least we're still alive. Still, our chances of survival are pretty much what? Zero? Zero point three, actually. What? Really? No, not really. But to ensure the survival of both biological and artificial intelligences, it is best that you do not know your exact odds. Of course, that doesn't restrict me from telling you that they're not exactly the highest odds. Andy? Nevertheless, I think you're all doing a super job. Gee, thanks. Yes, Andy. Thank you. So, we're going inside the pipe? Yeah, I know. It looks a bit... well... Terrifying? I was gonna say weathered. No lights on, no one around, and a long dark tunnel into an abandoned building? I'm not able to feel terror, but I tend to agree with Chip. It'll be fine. No way! This is definitely how every horror movie starts. You're on your own. I'm going back to the buggy. You're coming with us. Forget that! I don't give up! Fuck if you weren't originally hired to do this, and I sure as hell don't care if you're scared. You think you're the only one who's scared on this planet? Let the wave of fear wash over you and accept it, because we're all going into that greenhouse. That's an order, and I hope this will be the last time I need to remind you to follow orders, or I will hold you in confinement for refusing high command. Is that clear? Good. Now, come on. Uh, This last part is pretty narrow, so we'll have to squeeze through one at a time. There's a lot of interference coming from inside the communications center. You'll lose short-range comms in a few more meters. So, what can we do? I can bridge comms between each of you, basically speaking for you. I have to do. Chip? Head back to the entrance in case we need you to get the buggy. Alone? Seriously, have you watched any horror movies? You were complaining about coming earlier, and now I'm giving you an out. Would you rather lead the way in? Yeah, you're right. Good luck. I'll go in first, Commander. Thanks, Dirk. It's okay, Dirk. Jackie is right behind you. She says to stay relaxed. Thanks. It's so dark, my light's barely cutting through. There's some sun coming through the skylight ahead. Thanks for the heads up. Is he doing okay? Yeah, he's almost through the hole. Keep wiggling. Andy, you should tell the commander the storm's picking up. I will. Commander, Chip says the storm is picking up. Can you feed me his external mics? Sure. (sighs) Okay, I'm in. Dirk's inside, Commander. Good. Do you hear that whistling wind on Chip's end? I heard that yesterday. What is that noise? I don't know. One problem at a time. I'm heading inside. (gasps) Dirk? Dirk? 
His blood pressure is dropping. I've got the clamp here. Andy? Andy? Sorry, I got distracted. Distracted? Believe it or not, your expedition is not the only thing I am focusing my cognitive abilities on. I'm still running our colony. What about Dirk? Oh, he's fine. Andy, if I sound panicked about someone, please reassure me that they are still alive. Sorry, I'll be sure to do that in the future. The lights are on. I'm going through the hole. Stand by two minutes for the boot, and then I can connect to the colony. Good. Can you pick up any messages? <sighs> What's that? Andy, this storm is good. Jackie, your visor is cracked. Can you see? <laughs> yeah, out of my left eye at least. <clears throat> uh, shit, the lights went out. The generator filled. Ah! What's going on in there? I can't get a read on Dirk. You can't? Are they done in there? The wind is really picking up. There's been an accident. Where's, Where's Dirk? Dirk? He's not responding. Get them out of there! I have to find him! Commander, you have to leave now. Your helmet is breached. Personal atmosphere at 80%. Shut up! That won't hold even for a minute. It'll hold long enough for me to find him. I'm going in! Chip's coming for you. Tell him to... Tell him to stay out! I'll be right out! Jackie! Jackie, Dirk's vitals aren't registering. I'm sorry, but... No! I'm not leaving him! <gasps> Commander! Are you alright? I... I can't... I can't breathe! I can't breathe! Andy! Where are they? Patient stabilized. Doctor, we have a serious problem. What now? It's the expedition. The commander is injured and I lost all vitals for Private Wiles. Send me all of their vitals from the last ten minutes. Transferred. The commander's helmet cracked and debris hit her hard in the chest. She's not waking up. Her readout is fine. She should be okay. What about Dirk? He was electrocuted. By what? The generator? I don't know. I wasn't there. But I can tell he got one hell of a shock to the system. So, he's... Dead? <sighs> yep. Commander, you're awake. Where am I? Inside the buggy. You blacked out for a few minutes. Where's Dirk? Still in there. I have to get him. You're hurt. Chip, help me up. We can still save him. Jackie, he's dead. No. Yes, he is. I confirmed it with Medbay. We can't leave him. I'll get his body. Let me help you. No, Commander. I'll do it. <sighs> if you hear anything... If you hear anything abnormal, let me know immediately. Of course. I need to say something on record. What's that? Something attacked me out there. You were hit in the chest. Couldn't it have been debris? From what? The wind? Inside the duct? There's no way a gust of wind could have done that. If Dirk was electrocuted, then could there have been an explosion? I know what I felt. It wasn't debris. Something punched me. The likelihood of it being an attack is near impossible. You want to talk about likelihoods now? You're going off logic. You weren't there. You didn't feel it. This is why a computer could never be in charge. Shall I activate the command log? Yes, please. Okay. Jackie Orania, command log, Sol 1, first year. Responding to a distress call, we reached an abandoned colony. 
We were unable to determine when the beacon was activated, but during further exploration of the colony, something else happened. I was attacked, hit in the gut. Maybe I'm just losing my mind, but before I got hit, I felt like I was being watched, studied, a feeling I'm all too familiar with in this mission. That's all for now. Command out. End command log. Chip's back with Dirk's... With Dirk. Okay. Are you okay? I'm fine. Uh, is that the distress call? Yeah. He must have picked it up in there before the generator went offline. I haven't listened to it yet. Since the colony systems failed, I don't know when it's from, but it was sent to every station within the broadcast range. Play the message, Andy. Earth lies low on the horizon. What does that mean? It's cross-colony code for when survival chances are beyond hopeless. Whoever made this recording experienced a complete mission failure. Shit. Commander, the storm is less than 30 kilometers away. We should quickly get home. Home. Let's go. Andy. Artificial Narrow Dynamic Intelligence. Personal Log, Autumn, First Year. I still don't know how much time has passed since the launch, but after confirming a longitude and tracking the length of daylight during these first two souls, I have determined we are in the late autumn season. Hooray for some progress! Commander Orania was severely disturbed during today's expedition. She believes we are not alone on this planet and that something deliberately attacked her on the surface. As I detected no sentient life forms outside our colony, I am positive she was struck by debris. The poor lighting must have caused the shadows to play tricks on her eyes. Fear is a powerful emotion, one I don't quite understand, but I do know this much. Fear overrides rationality. Nature and reality may be harsh and unpredictable, but they can always be explained. End personal log. Marsfall is created and produced by Eric Saris, Sam Bose-Miller, Dan Lovely, and Brian Goodhart. This episode featured Dan Lovely as Andy, Shannon Lovely as Jackie Arania, Sam Bose-Miller as Chip Heddleston, Anya Zeser as Kyla Levy, Sergey Nagorny as Dirk Wiles, Aramis Martinez as Mateo Alvarez, and Hannah Safford as Second Lieutenant Lockheed. 
Written and directed by Eric Saris. Recording, dialogue, edit, sound design, and final mix by Brian Goodhart and Owen Shearer of Sonic Union. Music composed by Sambos Miller and Johann Sebastian Bach and is performed and assembled by Sambos Miller. If you enjoy our show and wish to support our artists, you can do so by following the link in our episode description. Our Patreon will connect you with our Marsfall community where you can access our complete series soundtrack, bonus mini-series, and exclusive gear for both your physical and digital lives. And if you're already a supporter of the show, thank you so much as we wouldn't be here without you. Feel free to reach out to us on social media as we love hearing from all of you. And please consider leaving a rating and review so more listeners can find our colonists. Thanks again for listening. We sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.